Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. And we have the whale man gracing us back with his presence, Mr. Kyle Buzanowski, a 2020 graduate. You wouldn't know it, but he actually did it. I don't know how, but... <laughs> Every every day I wake up and I go I don't know how he did it I, I really legitimately don't, I don't know either. yeah it's all confusing but we got a load of loaded show for you guys today we're gonna be talking the NBA season we talked about the possibilities of what kind of structure they were gonna have on their way back but we're actually getting the structure it's it's locked down we know what's gonna happen we know when it's starting we got dates we got times we got channels we got all that stuff Mike and Kyle are gonna break that down for us and then we're also gonna be talking the return of sports we're seeing a lot of movement on a lot of different leagues fronts we're seeing possible New Japan Pro Wrestling coming back. UFC just had another event this past weekend. Basketball's coming back. Hockey's making its return. A lot of stuff all coming for us sports fans, so that's super exciting. And the second half of the show, we're going to be talking Michigan football. Jim Harbaugh made some comments last week saying that he thinks that they're as close as they've ever been to a national title. We're going to talk about that. Kyle vehemently... I think disagrees, or at least I hope he does. Um, <laughs> um, we're going to be talking Colin Kaepernick a little bit, whether his chances of being signed has increased over the past week. And to end the show, we're going to be previewing WWE's Backlash pay-per-view. I know this week we talked about uh, NXT in your house. I thought it was actually going to be on Saturday, but that was wrong. So obviously we can't review it because the show, uh, as of this recording, hasn't happened yet. So let's just jump right in, though, guys. NBA is coming back July 31st. Mike, I know you're doing backflips about this um, for good reason, right? Uh, the whole thing. Give us the breakdown of what right. the what the final proposal is and what the fans can expect to see starting July 31st. I got oh, yeah. the I got the date right, right? Yes. Okay. It is July 31st. Will be the first day of games. Okay. So teams on July 9th through the 11th, we'll be flying out to Orlando okay. to get situated. This is at Disney, right? Are yeah, it's all in Disney World. Okay. They're playing in one stadium and all that good stuff. Disney World, Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to Disney World right away. Mickey right? is refing the games. No. Yes, that's a good twist to it. Um, so they're going to 9th through 11th. They're doing mandatory training camps for two weeks. Right, to just get everybody, to back, get everyone in shape. back in shape and everything. Yeah. And then the 31st, they start games. Okay. So they invited 22 teams down to Disney World for that start. It's going to go from July 31st to October 12th, which is a Saturday. Okay. That is the latest it will go. That will be like Game 7 of NBA well, Finals. Finals. Okay. But obviously, if it ends right. in five, if series gets on, all oh, right, yeah. obviously. So, right. But the October 12th is the latest that it will go. Mm-hmm. And so they'll play eight regular season games before they start. The eight regular season games are going to be based on their original schedule, mm-hmm. the next eight games that they would play with those 22 with those teams. 22 teams. Right. So if you're so, playing the Pistons, obviously you're not playing yeah. the Pistons. So I'm looking, at the, it, right? I'm looking at the Lakers' schedule right now. So right. their eight games, quote-unquote, would be the Rockets, Nuggets, the Jazz back-to-back. But in their normal schedule, they play like the Hornets and right. the Pistons. Right, but, but since, since they're, they're not it. making it, right. they would skip those games and go down to like the Raptors. Okay, so this is a little bit new to me because I didn't realize that all teams would be playing those regular season games. Yes, I, all, didn't, I didn't know if yeah. it was like some of those those fringe teams were the yeah. only ones kind of battling it out mm, to kind no, of. So it everyone's out. playing, so they have a chance to get fight for better seeds or whatever. I also think it's going to be good too because I think that this will help the playoffs have a better quality of play. Get a couple like the Lakers are making the playoffs regardless, right? Yes, but like fine. it's nice to be. Be like, all right, we get like an eight game kind of like tune up mm-hmm. almost. Where say they even go four and four, you're like, all right, we saw the first seed, but like, you know, we got a chance to kind of shake the rust off. Let's get our rhythm back. Let's get some. Let's get some chemistry going and kind of build on the momentum they had at the end of the season mm-hmm. when, when we got cut off. Yeah. So the 16 current playoff teams will be joined by in the West the Pelicans, Blazers, Suns. Kings and Spurs, okay. because they were the five teams within six games of the eight seed in the West. I'm really excited for the first team to get eliminated, like day one. And, yeah, <laughs> and then out, out of the East, you have the Wizards, because they were the only team that was within six games of the eight seed in the East. Wow, Josie, I'll show you how bad the East was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. So if a number eight seed is up by four or more games at the end of the eight game regular season, mm-hmm. then the eight seed just gets in and everyone else goes home. Okay. All right. So they've got they've got it built in where it's like we. We don't need to risk injury or something yeah. for so a team. Yeah, so say like the Suns right now, they're like six games behind. If they stay six games behind, then they're just done. Right, right. They're, they're okay. just they're out for of sure. it. For if sure. they're within what the four or more or whatever, yes. then then they, uh, they get a, yeah. then they force a chance to get into the okay. actual playoffs. So with that with that question, right? So say like I think is the Pelicans like on the fringe right now? Like, yeah, they're, they're about like three games. They're back. about three games back, right? Them say, and Portland they're, are... say they're within two games, right? 
you know, and, and they're going in. So do all teams then have to play those games then? So, like, say, like, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Bucks, those teams that are locked in, they're not missing the playoffs, right? Yeah. They have to continue to play those regular season yeah, games? Yeah, they have to play all eight games. Okay, even now, eight, right? how hard or whatever. Like, right, the they, Lakers they, I'm are guessing they might rest some guys. Yeah, the Lakers are six games above everyone else in the in, above right. the second place. So, so LeBron's they, not playing yeah, any so they might play, like, he might play <laughs> yeah. four games or something right. to okay. get ready, but I got you. they don't have to play. But this okay. is basically for the teams that are two or three games behind the eight seed mm-hmm. to be able to have a chance to fight is there is there any outside of the fringe teams that are probably just going to get dominated anyway in the first two rounds okay. um is there anybody like the clippers because they're a four seed right now right or they they're actually a two seed they're two, but oh, they're, they're only really? from two to seven all of the teams are within three games oh okay i thought they were low so they're all that. they're all fair so is there any implications at all for in that middle of the road two through four or five that potentially could shake anything up as far as standings goes well with this six with this game especially because the west is so tight yeah. right like well, here's you think the thing, that could so totally mess up a it, lot could, of it could it could mess up who everyone plays yeah because when you look at i'm gonna pull it up right now the west yeah, of standings for sure so like the lakers have 49 and 14 mm-hmm. and the clippers are the two seed at 44 and 20 so oh, that's okay. five and a half games right there. yeah they're, they're, but they're probably from two yeah. to seven it's 44 wins 43 wins 41 wins 40 40 40 right so, so they're all right there. so they're all playing eight games so right. realistically dallas could win all eight games get yeah. to 48 and be the number two seed at the end of this right kind okay. of thing you yeah know what I mean? so you're gonna see is there's so, the potential to have some really weird interesting yeah. matchups or super early on in the playoffs exactly yeah, yeah. and then yeah so and these are be, yeah exactly yeah so um that happens mm-hmm. so what's gonna happen is the eight seed so if the nine seed is within those four games right they're gonna play a single double elimination game oh geez. so what this means is so say the eight seed is we're going with these the magic mm-hmm. and the nine seeds the wizards mm-hmm. they stay within the four so they play a game say washington wins it forces a second game and if the Washington wins again, then they get that spot instead of Orlando. However, Orlando as the eight seed only yeah, has, has to, to win, win one game, one game because they've already in. got the. So record they're giving, in there. yeah, they're giving the eight. So seed you got a advantage. double chance. You just got to stay. If you're a fringe team like the Pelicans or or the or this Portland, kind of team or yeah. Portland, where you just got to stay within the fringe, and then you go best. But you know, we just got to win. We just got to beat you twice, and we're yep. in regardless and of yep. record. That's it. So okay. New Orleans has a chance at beating. Um, was it Memphis? I think Memphis is the yeah. eight seed. Yeah. If they beat them twice. And it doesn't even matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. They're the in record. It. They're yeah. in. Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't really matter by record as long as they're within four games. Okay. So that's really the big thing here. Yeah. So I mean, now the only I have the only question that needs to be answered with this mm-hmm. is if multiple nine, if a, a team, two teams tie for the nine seed, mm-hmm. they don't have a tiebreaker for that yet. So yeah. say Portland and yeah. New Orleans both are are like mm-hmm. forty and forty or whatever mm-hmm. yeah, it would right, be or whatever. Right. Yeah. There's no tiebreaker to decide who what who's the nine seed yet right. to play the eight seed okay. for that. Okay. I'm spot. sure they'll go. But I'm sure they'll do by strength the schedule, schedule or, or win, yeah, or something. right, something to that effect. But, right, absolutely. So that's how that's how you're going to determine your eight. Now it's going to be east versus west, it's right? Not yeah, one so, yeah, not okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So and then you're going to crown your champion once. You yeah. So so teams. same length as playoff series. Yeah, all playoff seven series, games, right? series. Seven game series all the way yeah. through. All right. So that's a lot of information, guys. Mike, that was a great job. I'm breaking down everything. Kyle, let me ask you. With the possibility of seeing some of this stuff kind of switched up, some teams like say the Lake or say the Clippers lose six games, right? And now exactly. they're a five seed, and everyone's going, "What the hell is happening?" Right? Um, does this make the playoffs more intriguing for you as a fan and for a potential fan base to go, "Oh, like it, say like a Dallas team, but that Dallas team is very underrated. You got some good players on mm-hmm. that Mavericks team. If they win if, six games, they right, can shoot up for two or three. Seed. Right? And you're like, "Oh, geez, man, we don't got to play the Lakers or whatever." Yeah, instead of, instead of playing you know, the Clippers, now you're playing right. Utah. Right? You're like, exactly. You're like, Oh, that's a winnable series, you know? So, like, for you as a fan, obviously we're all Pistons fans at heart, but you guys have obviously vested interest elsewhere. Um, But, like, with that being said, are you more excited now for the possibility that this whole season could get super jumbled up really quickly and lead to some really great matchups? Well, I think the the fact that no NBA has gone on for a couple months now is making it really intriguing to be able to see. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see what like how these teams look too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. I think especially a team like the Lakers, where they have more or like older oriented players, where except for except for like a for like a Pelicans, where you have Zion, Zoe, Josh Hart, all these younger players. I'm gonna be interested how. 
how this this Laker team's gonna come back, even though they're obviously like the best team, one of the best teams in the league. Right. It, they're you're gonna have a lot of a lot of rust. You see LeBron, he's got that beard. He's looking old now. He's got the gray. He's got the gray. He's got the gray <laughs> and the beard. He could use a shave, but I think his his play is gonna need to use a shave too. Yeah. Because it's gonna be rusty at first. But that's what's really intriguing to me is see how they're gonna come back and then how the going into the playoffs, what that's gonna look like. Like is absolutely is it Dallas is gonna be a three or two seed. Right. You know, when they were they were Just, way lower. Now let me ask you guys this because does this lend any any leverage or does this give any other team an advantage over a team like the Bucks or the Lakers because like say, let's take the Lakers for a second because they're the team everyone's going to be watching pretty much immediately right is like we've seen in the past you know like early early season games in the regular season they they're not as clean right they're a little more sloppy a little more turnovers right it's just kind of whatever is there a higher potential for upsets now with this because or do you think this eight-game buffer is enough time to get teams in a playoff type of mode? Or do you think that they're going to be like in playoff mode immediately and they're just going to roll with it? Because like, yeah. because like, say for instance, all right, you know, the Lakers maybe they're playing okay. You know, mm-hmm. they go five and three over this eight-game stretch. They're playing all right, and then they go up against a hot a Dallas team, a Utah Jazz team, where they're just they're just shooting the ball really really well, mm-hmm. right? And you go. Like how how uh, high a probability are you giving teams that are up higher in the you know the Clippers the Bucks yeah. these teams to go we gotta be on like upset alert just because of the fact that like it's kind of a fresh season and everyone's just gonna say screw it and, yeah. and just go balls to the wall. I've I would worry about that more if it was shorter series. Okay. Because I look at it as I go, if it was even, like a five game. If it was five game, even yeah. a three game, like if you're going yeah. anything short, I go yeah. If you can sneak out a win somewhere, right? You got then a you shot. Go, you now you have chance. a legit shot. Yeah. When you talking about seven game that's why i always think the nba you find the true champion because it's hard to beat a team four times four times out of seven right so and that goes for hockey or baseball or whatever yeah absolutely absolutely it's hard to beat the same team multiple times in a row Mm -hmm. back to back to back or whatever yeah so i look at like the lakers i don't think they'll get upset or the bucks even because Mm -hmm. when you're looking at the teams like memphis new orleans i could see them maybe sneaking in more games than in an original season, like yeah. I think if the season would just went on and yeah. they played Memphis, I think they sweep Memphis. Right, right. right. Like in yeah, a normal sure. setting. Sure. Yep, but absolutely. I think this can give maybe Memphis a win or two. Right, because they have fresh legs. I mean, yeah. you got you got all their best players are twenty three. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, but it's I also, take a minute. I, yeah, yeah, but I also think that the Lakers also are just going to be. I think they're they, better. They're clearly yeah, a better. I think team. they have the yeah. advantage of being the one seed playing so well in the regular season that because you match up mm-hmm. with Memphis and not like Dallas, mm-hmm. that you can be like, okay, we can lose a game or two and still be fine. Right. Where I think this sentiment to like the Clippers, where you might have to be playing at Dallas or a Utah, mm-hmm. I would be a little worried if I was a Clippers fan because then you're playing against a much more difficult competition. And if Luka goes crazy for three games, mm-hmm. then you're like, I'm down 3-0. Well, well let, me, let, me, let me pigeon off of that. Let me like just jump off of that for a second. Do you think that for a Clippers team that we've already said has not played together very often right, yeah. during this season, that this layover may help them because now it's like a new season almost, yeah. right? So now it's like everyone's kind of having to well, kind of re-gel a little bit. Mm-hmm. We've all got the same time to prep. And now it's like yeah. we got everybody healthy for the stretch. And you're going to probably see the best Clippers team you've seen all year. Maybe. You know what I mean? Or you can also look at it as they haven't played much together at all, and now you're off for a longer period of time. So they haven't played together now in four months, and they've only played 20 games together all year now. Where I think like the Lakers, I don't think you'll lose a lot of that, like... The bonding yeah. and like the stuff yeah, on the right. court because yeah. they played sixty five games together, right? You know what I mean? Where yeah. the Clippers only played twenty games together, yeah. so they still they, I don't think they have enough games to get gelled together. Yeah. Okay. Left. Okay. It's gonna be it's gonna be extremely interesting for sure. You know, the West especially is just gonna be a dogfight no yeah. matter who. Really, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. The East is. I think the East has like three teams. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the Bucks, it's the Raptors, and it's the Celtics. Yeah. I mean, I don't you know. And, I don't really. Six look, years are gonna be I don't look. Them. I don't look at the Raptors even as like a legitimate title threat. I just think they're a good basketball team. Yeah, is, I do too. You know, like they're okay. Um, and I think the Celtics are still not. I think yet. the West actually has less than everyone thinks they can really win. I think they can the, really win, but I think those games will be closer because maybe. I think the teams are better overall maybe. than I think. Than like, can you imagine? Like, take a couple. Of, like, take take the bottom half of the West and the bottom half of the East and switch them. Yeah. It would be a disaster. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's like Houston has no chance of winning this championship, but I think they can make it. They can make a good series, a five six game series yeah. with a Lakers or a Clippers, rather than if they go and they play the Celtics, they could go seven. I feel mm-hmm. like in those kinds of you know what I mean. Maybe. So I think that's where I'm, I think I'm seeing the competitive balance where you look in the bottom half of the West. 
Um, but all right, it's gonna be a lot. Of, it's gonna be a lot of fun once the season actually kicks off. We're about a month. We're almost two months away still from actual season yeah. really happening. Um, but when that does, the obviously we will be there to break down. You know all the matchups and all that good stuff. Once we kind of see where this is going, we'll preview the NBA playoffs in full, including crowning an NBA champion. So you don't even have to watch the games because by the time you listen to the show, you're already gonna know who's gonna win the title. If Mike and Kyle have their way, the Lakers have it in 12 games easy. So. <laughs> Hopefully we'll see that, but um, let's jump. Let's just shift focus just a little bit here. Um, we're talking about the NBA coming back. The NHL has a whoa. What was that? Oh, that was crazy. Oh, sorry about that, guys. We got stuff going on outside the studio here, and people are going nuts. Um, I'm guessing everybody on the YouTube right now just maybe if they didn't hear that noise, just were like, "What did happen?" They all yeah. had like a small stroke for a hot second. I thought that was your phone. Um, but we're getting we're getting basketball back, right? We got confirmed dates for that. We're looking at the NHL has a has a setup ready to go. Almost, we're just waiting for dates and that kind of thing to come back. We've talked about that before. We've got. You know, the NFL is just kind of is reopening facilities, right? Training camp is still going to go on as scheduled, yada, yada, yada. Um, baseball is is a crapshoot. Sorry, baseball fans. No, you know, you, I don't know what's going to happen there. But the point being is that we're getting a lot of sports coming back, right? Mm-hmm. Do you guys worry at all? Kyle, I'll start with you. Are you concerned at all with, with now there's going to be like an overflow of sports where it's like there's going to be so much now to kind of consume where you're like, I don't know what to watch? And do you think it's going to hinder ratings for 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 games like if hockey comes back and the nba comes back nba will do better ratings just based off of the fact that it's the nba but they could do much better ratings if they don't have to worry about an nhl right mm-hmm. do you think the ratings are going to be like almost like adversely affected like yeah we're gonna we're gonna pop a number but we're not gonna pop the major number we could with a with a lakers clippers western conference finals because we also got the western conference finals of hockey that we got to deal with yeah, I think the the numbers. I mean, I, I think there'll be a huge influx like immediately. You know, just like every, everyone's trying to like get all the sports, the sports. Back, I think everyone's gonna be. Back. It's like drinking from a yeah. fire hydrant is what it's gonna yeah. be like. I think it'll be a lot, and then you're. It's probably gonna you know then swoop down. You know, because then you have so much and people are wanting to watch this and do fans are here. But I think that like these like big companies and at the the NBA, NHL, they just like they're all this time where they can be all the money that they can be making from yeah. you know regular season all the hype before the playoffs you have nothing so now they just want to push this all out and get something <laughs> right just yeah, to have sure. something right and because because the, these are like players contracts these are mm-hmm. people's lives that you need to pay so i feel like they really the, the, the kind of the the viewers is like important but it's like they just are trying to, they're trying to push out content yeah. as fast as possible just something just to get something just so you have a path for sure for sure absolutely yeah mike same question to you are you concerned at all with with you know a a you know from a league standpoint like if you're adam silver and you're like oh boy like i mean great we got the nhl coming back right around the same time as we are now we got to contend with that right are you concerned at all if you're one of these leagues to go okay you know like we're gonna pop a nice rating and we'll have sports out there but uh, a we're not gonna pop the number that we could we're not gonna be able to recoup some of these losses that we've had from this Good lord, what is going on outside? This is crazy. Um, or two, as a fan, are you worried that you're just going to get like bombarded with sports now? I mean, I know that's like your dream at the same time, but <laughs> at the same time, there's only so much you have. There's only so much time in a day. You do have to sleep and eat, so kind of. <laughs> yes. Do I? Know? You know what I mean? yeah, but you know, like, are you worried at all that it's going to be like a big sports overload where you're just going to get just bombarded with sports almost? Um, me personally, I am not worried about that because no. I get bombarded. He's a machine. He's yeah, I'm, machine. I'm, I'm, I'm a machine when it comes to this. <laughs> Saturdays and Sundays are just 12 yeah, hours of football every single day. So yeah. I, I, I would be perfectly fine. I do think for the casual viewer, yeah. it would be a lot to take in. However, I do think that I have a feeling that their scheduling process, at least for the NBA standpoint, mm-hmm. I think it's going to really help out because I think they're going to do more like how in college basketball when they start their tournaments mm-hmm. where I think you're going to have like the Eastern Conference you're going to have the 1 through 8 play at 12 and this team plays at 2 and right. 4 and 6 right. or something yeah. where they're going to play a lot in one day but it's kind of like pick and choose mm-hmm. which, which game you want to watch into. Right, right, right. like okay like Bucks and Raptors are on at 1 o'clock and then at 8 o'clock it's Celtics and Sixers right. so, or right, whatever right. the game for sure, be. For sure. you can be like okay I'm going to watch that but I don't want to watch Pacers and Magic right. so I'll just skip that game do something else so right. I think you're gonna, it's going to be 
um, moved around enough, mm-hmm. so you're not like, okay, I have to watch this game, then this game, then this game, and then I have to go to hockey and watch yeah. this game. Right. I think you're going to have it spaced up enough to not overload Do you people. think it helps that, now, especially, I, especially here in Detroit, where we don't have a vested interest necessarily, none of our teams are yeah. in it, right? The Wings have been out of it since, I don't know, when did the season start? Pretty much the yeah. day after the season started. No, they had a good like four-game record to start the season. <laughs> Ruin their drafts. Yeah, they were like three and one. Typical one Detroit, point. ruining their drafts. No, okay. Uh, you know, Pistons are out of it, obviously, right? So it's like, do you, do you as I know you're a Lakers fan too because of LeBron, but take that out of it just yeah. for a second. Do you think that Detroit sports fans are just going to be able to go? Are do you think that Detroit in, in specifically is going to be as in tune as say some of the other places in the country, just based on the fact that we don't have a, a betting interest, quote unquote, yeah. in these games as no. much because our teams aren't in it. I think for the new. Um, for the, these new ways that you're going to yeah. do it, I think the NFL is going to hit a lot of those numbers because the teams that aren't in, like the Chicago teams that aren't in these playoffs, right? It's like or Bears, whatever. Bears, 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 Bears are on. Let's do it. You know what I mean? So I think, right, I think for sure. So for like Detroit, I think all the Lions fans, yeah. knowing like especially like so people, a lot of people like you yeah. who are. I'm going to watch a Detroit team over any other sport of any other team. Correct. Really, Correct. like I, even like I'd rather watch. A Pistons game than this kind of game, even though this game might be right. Like better, if, the, if the Pistons have a shot at making play, I'd rather watch them play right, because they're like my Bucks, team over yeah. watching the Bucks versus Raptors. Yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah right. You're gonna watch yes. that game. So I think that, and especially because it's football and football dominates a lot. Of course, it's gonna go. Okay, so Lions Bears open the season. Or, I'm on it. Yeah. Or Bucks Raptors, like right. you said. Yeah, exactly. Which one are you gonna watch? You're probably gonna watch the Lions. Yeah. So I think a lot of people in Detroit and people whose teams aren't in the playoffs right now, I think the NFL is gonna do those major numbers because. Yes. They're getting all those people. Well, they're getting everybody back. Where NFL, the NBA is NFL only getting like twenty people. Back. NFL benefits from everything. Yeah. They're always like, "Oh, you're starting the season." Well, they oh, be- cool. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, they benefit because Corona didn't happen during their season. It happened. Can you everybody? Um, can else's. you imagine? You know how hard it would be. Like, it's hard already to start these other seasons. But can you imagine how hard it would be to really start up the NFL season all over again? Like. You know, like think about it. Like, just think about it. Like, with the amount of the because of the physicality that your body takes, and yeah, everything like that, where you're just like, that's fair. You know, we're like, oh, I got a guy on IR because he was out week one, and now three months later, uh, that's my starting quarterback, and he's healthy now, but now yeah. I can't take him off IR. Yeah, like you know what I mean? Like those hard, those kinds yeah. of things where you're just like, Woo, I think like, if you hit like all. if you hit like ten games into an NFL season, though, I think you just call it playoffs. I was gonna yeah. say you can you can pretty much yeah. Okay, these seven or eight teams, these seven or eight teams. The Lions would be the it. nine seed at that, or would be Probably, the, or would be yeah, the seven seed. Three they, and yeah, four. They, 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 they're like, huh? We're uh, we're we're six and four, and yeah. everyone else is seven and three. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think the NFL at the point where the NBA and them cut yeah. off. Would right. be about like week ten or eleven. I'm like, you could probably find your playoff teams pretty easily. Yeah. The NBA, there's so many games that it's like, how can how, you? Like, yeah. how do you like? Because the Pelicans are two games, three games out. It's like, yeah. They probably would have a really good chance at the eight seed if they had right. twenty more games to play. Yeah, but now we're just gonna start. To play. Like, it kind of sucks. That it way, is but. going to be extremely interesting to see how this all breaks down for sure. I'm very excited for. It. It's just nice to know that we have some sort of confirmation that sports are coming back. Right. Yeah. It's nice instead of talking about like all right in the future when this happens, we we have a firm date. Yeah. Right. We have things that I we see can hockey actually get a firm date. No kidding. Right. Like let's go. Like that's the thing. The NBA is they're already they were gonna pop huge numbers anyway. Now they have like it's all the build up now. All it is is marketing and advertising. Like, yeah. do not once, miss these eight once, games once because get, everything could change. Because, uh, like I said, the very start show Lakers yeah. and Houston would be theoretically like the yeah. first game because they are the first game on the and schedule. And that's got or potential for an if you, explosive if, matchup. If you can, yeah. if you on July first they go okay, July thirty first. That's the first game of the of the eight game regular season. That's yeah, going to pop the biggest. Like, oh my gosh! Yeah, because you've got stars galore: Anthony Davis, Westbrook, yeah. Harden. Uh, LeBron, obviously, like you're just popping all. Yeah. Like you're it's gonna, gonna pop, be you're gonna pop one ins- of the biggest numbers it's, like it's, ever. It's gonna be insane. You're gonna see a record number of people tune in to watch a regular season NBA, NBA game. game. It's gonna be I, put any two teams. It, it didn't matter. You could have put Charlotte and the Knicks out there right now, and I guarantee you, you'd pop a high rating just because it's competitive maybe. sports that's new. It's not a replay. It doesn't matter because yeah, it's maybe. just two random teams. It'd be the worst game ever to I watch. Say, I don't know about it. But, but my point being is that you're still going to pop a high number just because it's like, 
Yeah. Oh, I got sports. You know what I mean? Like people, how many people watch the match? Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like that sort of thing where you're like, they're not playing for anything legitimately, mm-hmm. but it's just something new for me to watch. I need to watch it. So it's going to be interesting for sure. We're really looking forward to it. Like I said, we'll break down all the NBA playoffs as we get closer to that time once we figure out the final seeding. And obviously we'll predict and give you guys an NBA champion. You know, I'm sure I'll be outnumbered here pretty hardcore in any series. So it'll be fine regardless. So my my prediction of the of the Timberwolves getting it. No. <laughs> don't, don't shake your head at me. Don't, don't judge me. Yeah. Are they one of the teams that are out, too? They're 100%. Out. <laughs> they only have 15 wins or something. Do they really? Yeah. Damn. Impressive. All right. Uh, after the break, we're going to be talking. Uh, Kyle's going to be talking some Michigan football. He's got some qualms with Mr. Jim Harbaugh's comments. We're going to be talking Colin Kaepernick and whether he's going to get signed to a team. Hopefully. Maybe. I don't know. And we're also going to be previewing WWE's Backlash pay-per-view happening next Sunday. All that after the break. Stick around. Hey guys, the Mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke, and you've been hearing me talk about it for a while, but we have brand new I'm Always Right Sports Podcast merchandise at belowthecollar.com forward slash I'm Always Right PC. Uh, the link to that is going to be obviously in every show description on YouTube and on the whatever uh, streaming service you guys like to use to listen to us every single week. Um, also go to the website, I'mAlwaysWritePC.com. You can find all the latest shows, links to all of your favorite streaming services. You can find our link to our YouTube page as well. So if you haven't done that, go to I'mAlwaysWritePC.com. It's updated pretty frequently, I would say, with just the, the news content that we're putting out there, as well as all the links to be able to subscribe to the show to make sure that you don't miss a single episode of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I know a lot of us aren't going to work right now. We're staying home. We're working from home. What better way to bring to open up your going back to work than to listen to this show, have a have a built-up set of shows ready to go in the archives. Best way to get there, I'm always right, PC.com. And go ahead, fill out that contact page so you can get all the latest news and updates from us every single week. We appreciate your support. Stay safe out there. Now here's part two of episode 80. And welcome back to part two of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast, episode 80, guys. We are fully in green. We're going around the road to 100 for sure here on the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. But let's talk Michigan football here for just a second. Jim Harbaugh coming out with some comments about how uh, they are closer. He thinks Michigan football has never been closer to a national championship. Now, a lot of Michigan fans went, yeah, and a lot of Michigan fans went, how? How are you saying that? Kyle, you are our resident Michigan believer. Um, what is your, what's your take on these comments? Are you on them? Are you for them? Are you completely like me and flabbergasted that he would even have the guts to say it? What's your thoughts on this? Well, I mean, obviously he's going to know more than any fan's going to know. But at the same time, if you look at the team, like, what, like, I don't know what you could look and be like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, close. we're close. Like, like <laughs> your, your team basically flipped from what you had last year. Last year you had a, a senior quarterback. Now you don't know who's going to be your quarterback. Last right. year you didn't know who was going to be your running back. Now you have three guys. You have Chris Evans coming back. You have three guys that have played, yeah. at least have had experience, and a couple of good freshmen coming in. You had experienced uh, safeties, cornerbacks last year. You had experienced wide receivers. Yeah, yeah you had experienced wide receivers. Now yeah, kind of for that. sure. So I don't really know where where he kind of sees that. I know, I know that at this point, like I feel like they've recruited like the speedsters that they needed to to beat Ohio State. I feel like at this point, it's just a it's just a mindset thing. Yeah. And like, if you're not gonna put in like the work to beat Ohio State, then it doesn't really matter who you have. You can have the best recruits in the world, and Absolutely. you still will beat them because. Because every year it's shown that they're just gonna outplay you and, and outrun and you straight outrun up, you. Yeah. just outrun you. Um, and yeah, over over the years, you can clearly see that. And at, at this point, it's just it's just a it's a mindset thing. It's a a work thing, and they're just gonna lose Ohio State every year if that's gonna be the case. And yeah. So, Mike, I can see you over here. You're sighing. You're you're oozing machismo today for whatever yeah. reason. I don't know what's going on with you today. Uh, you're Mr. You're yeah, Mr. I was just reading stuff. Yeah, you're Mr. Like uber confident. You're just like ah, Kyle and everything. But like, um, what's your thoughts on the Harbaugh con- comments? Um, I think Kyle hit a lot of that on the head. Right? They they've recruited really well and haven't haven't put that into place. Right? Um, they had a lot of uh, veteran expertise on the offensive side of the ball last year and mm-hmm. in the defensive backfield. Did not matter in the slightest when the big no. games came up. Um, and they've continuously gotten outplayed, outschemed, outcoached by Ohio State for the past ten years. Your thoughts on his comments and, and where the state of the state of this program is? 
Yeah, I mean, I would never say that this program's in like a bad spot by any means, but I think that. Oh no, you're winning. You're you're, you're winning ten you're, games yeah. a season. Right, you're, for sure. You're you're rolling pretty well. The, things that. could be worse. Let's things think. could be worse. Hundred yeah. percent. Um, and you looking, know where Michigan State's at right now. <laughs> yeah, you and you look through where you look through the schedule, and I go, you you win ten games. Yeah. Through the schedule, maybe you lost to Minnesota, Wisconsin, and then probably to Ohio State. Yeah. One of those two with Ohio State, you probably lose. But I think the whole season just relies around Ohio State at this point. It does. And if you can, like, you can go seven and four, but beat Ohio, Ohio State, State, and everybody a, would be a, happy. Yeah, yep. it's a, it's a Absolutely. good season. And it's actually not a good season, but yep. it would be a good season for Michigan fans. Mm-hmm. And I think their problem going into these games is they're too basic. And, like, as a fan, watching the Lions game two years ago against the Jets, when I go, if I know what play you're going to run, the coaches on the other side of the field oh, know absolutely. exactly what you're going to run. Absolutely. If you sure. line up, I go, okay, so you're going a screen to the left. Yeah. I can guarantee you the defending coach knows that you're going to run a screen to the left also because right. he's getting paid $8 million to know that you're running a screen to the left. Yeah. So I think Michigan, they run with two two running backs and they want one wide receiver and eight linemen. I go, <laughs> so they're going to power run up the middle, right? Yeah. <laughs> and if I know that, then I know they know that. So I think right. it comes down to you got to run like a Patriots way where when you play a game that you're not supposed to win, you have to think outside of the box. Well, do you think that's why they brought Josh Gaddis in, though? Like, I you do tried, think You so. tried to see – we saw flashes of it last year. It started out slow, obviously. But yeah. as the season progressed, you did see them – you know, there was more read option in there. There was some more taking more shots down the I, field. Yes. But I don't, I don't necessarily think that they had the quarterback to make that work. Quite frankly, I don't know if they have one currently on their roster. So I'm not going to come out and say like, oh, if it was McCaffrey or Milton, or whoever. Yeah. Like, but clearly Shea was not the guy to yeah. run this offense. Do you think that you're gonna? Do you think that that Gaddis being there is going to help them? Get to a point where they can be a little more creative on I offense. I do think because I do think that you had plays with people like Giles Jackson and stuff, yeah. where I think you had end around sweeps that weren't these, yeah, these utility you had, guys. You had utility guys right. that were able to do multiple things. Where I was like, I hate when you have like a player on the field that you go, okay, so the ball's going to him because he's on the field in this spot. Mm-hmm. Where I, oh, think, I do too. I can't because stand like when that. like when like, like Jamal Char- Agnew goes out for the Lions, you're yeah. like, Oh, so he's so he's, he's getting he's the ball it, yeah. <laughs> because he only comes out two plays a game, so I right. know it's going to him or exactly. whatever. Where I think that if they would use either of these packages more to confuse people mm-hmm. or not show their whole playbook in week one, so when you get to these later weeks, you have plays that no one's seen yet. Because yeah. I feel like they run like week one, they're like, oh, let's pull out the triple option, right. throw across field to the quarterback play. Like the Philly special play yeah. in week one when I'm like, you're playing mid-Tennessee right. State. Right. How about you save that for Ohio State when you're in the red zone, you can't score, yeah. you pull that out. I think it's really just a coaching mismatch mm-hmm. 95% of the time. Mm-hmm. I think you have the, the talent to beat this team. Yeah. You just It's just outcoached yeah. by and, a lot. Yeah, and that's the thing. Well, too, I th- You just look at it, I think it's. I think it, there's a lot of pride involved in this too. Where like, I just think that sometimes, I think Harbaugh really wants to play this ground and pound, like we're just gonna beat you up and we're gonna win twenty to seventeen every week, yeah. right? Like I think he would enjoy winning that kind of like when he was with the Niners, right? That's what they did. Like yeah. Alex Smith was their quarterback or Colin Kaepernick, and you're like, they would put up thirty five, but that's because no one had ever seen what Kaepernick had done at that yeah. point, right? But like out when they was with Alex Smith, Alex Smith can't ball throw the ball 20, 20 yards. Yeah. So like you look at it and you go okay, they're going to run the ball out with Frank Gore, they had a good offensive line, and their defense was stacked. That's how they're going to win football games. It's very similar to how the Niners are built now, quite frankly. But they won a lot of games just grinding these people out, and I think that right now I think they've been they've been caught because when they play teams like Ohio State where you've got everybody running a sub-4-3-40 and you've just got – you have no defensive pressure. Your defensive line, as, much, as highly talented as it's been – has never generated pressure consistently. Mm-hmm. And so you get you leave a quarterback who even he can be average, sits back there all day. At some point he's gonna find Tyree Kill version four mm-hmm. out there running wide ass open. At some point they're gonna get open. So you look at it and you're just like, there's just a lot of things I feel like I think you're right, coaching wise, where you just go you're you're almost too proud to change the way you do things because yeah. you feel like your way is the right way, mm-hmm. but it's not working. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's the biggest flaw that Michigan has going into this game. Um, it, talk about real quick the, the state of the program. Like, I, Obviously Harbaugh's safe. No one's going to fire Jim Harbaugh because you don't have anybody. Like, There's no guy out there where you're like, oh, if we could get him, unless it's Urban Meyer, and that ain't happening. So um, 
are I mean, are are you happy with what Harbaugh's done? Are you like a lot of Michigan fans to where you're like, we need to beat Ohio State? Now, I am not of the take of we can go seven and four and beat Ohio State. I will not be thrilled to go on seven because then I'll be pissed that you beat Ohio State, but you couldn't beat Minnesota. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but at the same time, at some point, no matter how many ten win seasons you have, if you're not winning the Big Ten championship, you're not going to the Final Four. At some point, it's going to wear on people, and, yeah. and it's in the and the welcome mat is if it's not already kind of been worn out, it's going to get worn out quickly here. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about where you think Harbaugh is in his Michigan tenure, and where 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 do we need to get to here? Because yeah, I mean, I just think that the next two to three seasons, you have to get it done, and I think it's whether you want to say, however you get there. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I don't care how you get there. Mm-hmm. You could Ohio State can have an awful year and go seven and five. I don't care. You do it. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Just, you just have to find a way yep. to get it done. Absolutely. You don't even have to beat Ohio State to get it done. But I do want to see a Big Ten. Champion, yeah, you need to be in game. that. You need yeah. to be in there. You yeah. need to be in that. You know, and obviously the. I think if you get in there, you can win it too. But. Oh, absolutely, for sure. At that point in time, Kyle. Same question for you on the Harbaugh situation, where you just go like, "What? Where, where are you? Where his tenure? Like, are you like this? Is it? Are you giving him three more years, five more years? Like, what? What do you need to do? Like, he's done everything else, right? He's beat Notre Dame. He's got a winning record against Michigan State. Like, he's done all that, right? The one thing he hasn't been able to do, he's been close a couple times, it just hasn't come around. Where where are you with Harbaugh at, at this point in time? Um, I'm, I mean, like, it's got to be in the next few years because you can't be, like, 8, 9, 10 years in. Can you imagine if we're, like, 0-10 with Harbaugh? And you can't be Ohio State once. Like, I don't Good even, Lord. If 0-10 Ohio State, I'm like, I don't care if we go get Mark D'Antonio to be your coach. Like, there's something new. There's something new. But I think him saying that, like, we're really close, I think just more of, like, a recruiting thing and, like, a trying to appeal to the fan thing. Yeah. More than, like, yeah, we got, we got, we got a team this year. Like, I think, yeah. like, I think that's just, like, him saying and hoping that they can just... I, I think the problem that you're going to run into, though, saying that is the same thing that the lines are running into, where you say, oh... 10, 9, and 7 is not good enough, and then you haven't hit 9 wins yet. Right. I think right. when Michigan goes, oh, yeah, we're ready, and we're, and we're ready get, to go. And then you get blown, and out, you get blown out 10. Yeah. yeah, and then you go, you said you were ready, right. and now you're getting your ass kicked again. Well, and here's the thing, too. Michigan's never going to have a problem recruiting. They're Michigan. It's well, just no, not, I, just, you know I think I mean? you're just putting it on a shorter leash. Like, I think your leash oh, yeah, could be sure. five years, for sure. hypothetically. But when you say, okay... Um, we're Harbaugh, ready right now. Your leash is just Harbaugh shorts. would have to go oh and like fifteen for him to get fired. If that's the biggest game he loses every year, is just Ohio State. Yeah, like they're not. There's no one there unless there's some new dude that just is like. I agree. I'm just. Hotness. I'm just saying yeah. that. Oh like, yeah, for sure. From a fan base, from like, a you're fan right. base. Yeah, absolutely. Or you just kill the fan base when you go. Oh yeah, we're ready this year. But and if you keep losing, you just go. If you're that hard of a Michigan slappy though, you need to check yourself a little yeah. bit. Like like really look at these games outside of what the the first the one year where the, you know. The first down, whether or not it was the yeah. first down, yada yada yada. Like outside of that year, like you haven't really been close. No. So I think even his first year, I think they played pretty well against him, they considering did. that they weren't going to win anyway. Um, but you're like, you're not. This is not. You're at a point now where you've been up as high as like number two in the country mm-hmm. with Harbaugh as your coach, and yet on the biggest game and the biggest of stages. You've not only fallen flat, you've gotten absolutely embarrassed mm-hmm. the entire time. That's the problem that I think we're having. You know, if if he was a lot closer in these games, like last year, if they would have lost by seven mm-hmm. rather than by fifty or whatever that final score was, yeah. then I think you'd be a little bit better off, you know, long term than you would. And I think fans would be like, you know what? We're really close. We can feel the tide about to turn. We're not even close right now. And that, I think that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's shift now to a little bit. Let's talk Colin Kaepernick real fast here before we talk about backlash. Um, with all these protests and everything going on right now, we're not going to get too heavy into that stuff. We're a sports uh, show here. Um, but uh, Colin Kaepernick was really the first guy on the NFL side to really kind of take this stance that a lot of people are now kind of up in arms about, right? Um, with the kneeling and all that good stuff. But my question, Kyle, I'll start with you. With this now and the NFL coming out and being a being a very vocal supporter, being like, we need to listen to our athletes and we need to be we can't be blind to these social issues, all that good stuff. Do you think that Colin Kaepernick now is going to get has a higher chance of being signed and will he be signed at some point during this season? I think he definitely has a higher chance of being signed, mm-hmm. especially because because back away, especially when he first started, you know the whole kneeling stuff. Like 
yeah, people would go along with it, but it was nothing like it is now. Oh, no, now, I mean, it's literally been over two weeks. It's just been, like, this whole phenomenon yeah. thing yeah. coming happening here. So, I, so especially when the, when you actually start the NFL season, there's probably going to be a lot of talk, you know. There's like, going to be a lot of players kneeling, yeah. for sure. <laughs> a lot of players kneeling this season. There'll be a lot of talk, like, you know, is he finally get signed, you know, yada, yada. They'll probably analyze, oh, this team could use him here, this team might need him, yada, yada, yada. But I think, I think... He probably could get signed by like a team that you know they have a injury quarterback like the Lions. You know, Stafford get, gets injured. Oh God, you don't, don't want to play. That. Don't say that. Well, oh God, so bad. I, I get what you're saying, but don't say that. That makes me so sad. And, and <laughs> Not the, that we signed Kaepernick, but that Stafford got hurt. So let me clarify my comments. But <laughs> but you but at the end of the day, like, would you want a, a Kaepernick playing for you or a David Bloch? Like, yeah. Blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> Like so, I feel like it's gonna to become to a point where it's gonna be like someone's gonna sign him. Just you know, just I think a team like Jacksonville or somebody should sign him. Like Gardner, like the backup Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. Like why not, right? Like let's let's not you know let's call a spade a spade here. I think we've seen what Gardner Minshew is gonna be able to do. Uh, Mike, same question to you. Do you think that Kaepernick's gonna be signed? Um, do you have a team maybe that they could place him at? I know another guy. Not not like Kaepernick, who has, hasn't done as much on the social side, but Cam Newton's obviously out there as well as a quarterback that does a lot of the same things. Um, you know, but do you think that do you think that Kaepernick is going to wind up on an NFL roster at some point, either barring injury or just to shut up everybody else yeah. who's 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 throwing a fit about it? Like what what where where you at? With I him? think I agree with Kyle. I think the only way he does get signed is if someone it's like an injury and they okay. don't have a backup ready. Mm-hmm. I think most teams have. At least a backup that they think that they, they like. think they right. like right. in a sense. Right. Um, yeah. So I don't see. I, I can't off the top of my head just go. Oh yeah, that team if they lost their quarterback because right. I think right. every team has at least a second guy where they're like, I think that guy could work too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, even like a Cam Newton. I think at least you've seen Cam Newton play last year. He actually played good until he got hurt last year. Mm-hmm. So I think that Cam Newton would be f- like first on the list. Oh yeah, absolutely. But sure. I do think that if. Stuff starts to downfall, and a couple of guys get hurt and stuff. I do, yeah. I do think you'll see him possibly, yeah, possibly. play. Yeah, right. I can't say yes because I don't think any. I don't think there's a team that's like we need a quarterback so badly that we're going to go sign him right now. Right. But I think down the line, I think you could see him get signed. Yes. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting. It's gonna make big big news yeah. when he does sign for sure. And now a couple of coaches, Hugh Jackson, come out like, well, I wanted to sign him in 2017 when I was with the Browns. And like, no offense, but no matter who you signed, it wasn't going to save that team. So. Yeah. You know, it, it is what it is. But it's just interesting, something to monitor for sure. When he does sign, obviously, we'll cover it just because it'll be big news. Um, all right, let's shift now. Last topic of the day, uh, WWE Backlash. Mike, don't look so excited. I know you're pumped to talk about it, so don't even. You're excited. Yeah. Kyle's excited. We're all excited. It's going to be a hell of a show. Um, let's just run down the match list here. <laughs> You don't have to punch me. It's okay. Like okay. you don't have to be mad. Like nah, it's alright. I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm right. not mad. I'm let's going go. To try to be okay with. Let's this. go with the rundown here. Um, real quick though about the placement of this, right? Are you surprised? I mean, I, it, based off how in your house goes, yeah, as of, you know today, um, do you think that this this match this whole card is like super doomed, especially if this if NXT kills it this well, week? Well, I well I think this card was doomed literally from the day it was announced. Yeah. Um, because I think that. You haven't run. No wrestling company has run like a minor pay per view show yet mm-hmm. because you look. You had WrestleMania, yeah. Money in the Bank, no takeovers till in your house tonight, yeah. and then you had AEW's Double or Nothing, but they do quarterly pay per views. Yeah, and Fighter Fest, they're minor and stuff. And Fighter Fest, on TV. yeah, it's they're a TV doing, week, right. so it's not even like right. actual pay per view. So right. this is the first pay per view where it's not a big five WWE show. No, nope. it's not a takeover, and it's not AEW quarterly show. Yeah. it's just one of their it's monthly show. just a show. Yeah, just a show. So, I'm very nervous. It's going to be a shorter it. show more than likely, though, yeah. right? Because the So we're probably going to get that in-your-house take. If you don't know what that is, go back to last week's episode. I explained it. But like the shorter two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour rather than three, yeah. three-and-a-half, I think four. these five matches we're going to talk about, maybe they'll add another one. I'm trying to think probably. of other storylines, but I don't know. What maybe with the do. result of the Intercontinental title match after this week, they maybe have a rematch Yeah, maybe. Possibly. So maybe six matches they have on the show. But Anyway, let's go Let's so go. So we'll through. go through them. Uh, so the first match is Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. I'm actually kind of interested in this one because... They actually have a decent storyline going into this one. Yeah. But I, I think uh, Sheamus has to win. Yeah, because... it's going to be interesting. I think they're doing the whole drunk thing with Jeff right now, so it's going to be interesting. I know that they're looking to push Jeff again at some yeah. point and really start getting him going. I think they need I think they need guys to go up against um, 
Strowman, quite mm-hmm. frankly. So yeah. that's why it's hard for me to pick either one of these guys. I'll probably say Sheamus. Just because they're getting with the angle that Jeff's drunk, so maybe Jeff walks out drunk or something like maybe that. Maybe he doesn't think you're wrong 2011. Oh, jeez, don't do that. Not like legitimately Not drunk, legitimately, but, yeah, but like, like storyline-wise. Story yeah, yeah, where he just walks in, he stumbles, he gets run into a bro kick, and it's over. Yeah. Couldn't happen. Um, wouldn't be shocked. Uh, Nia Jax versus Asuka for the Raw Women's title. Yeah, I don't think there's an ounce of anybody that can think that no. Nia Jax wins this match. No. Because she's the most unsafe person to work with. Maybe in wrestling right now. Yeah. Because every time she touches someone, she hurts them. <laughs> like, legitimately. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Asuka wins pretty easily. Yeah. I don't, I don't see Probably this. in, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, I'm hoping. But it, knowing me, they'll do the whole Asuka, or Asuka gets dominated the whole match, and she catches, catches her with something. It's yeah. so stupid. Um, two-on-one handicap match for the Universal title. <laughs> I just want to let you guys know if you're not watching the YouTube here, Mike is like looking at this at this show card and is just devastated by looking at it. Like he's he's really bumming hard. Um, Miz and Morrison versus Braun Strowman. I did watch SmackDown this week, and I, I had almost no did, idea what happened because I, I thought the Intercontinental Title Tournament was the finals was yeah, this week, and then I realized it wasn't. It's next week. I go never mind. <laughs> nah, they, like Miz and Morrison were like in a white van. Yeah, they were like, teasing, him. teasing yeah. Strowman or something. Yeah, and then Strowman him. like tip the whole van over again because he tips Does that. the ambulance over too I guess at one yeah. point mm-hmm. um, so he's strong um, he's strong <laughs> I, okay I guess Strowman wins because if Miz and Morrison win I don't know how that works so that's why I'm hoping they do is because I just want to see what like happens. if they like, like I hope they do like I hope they honestly they do it where they both pin him and then they vacate like, the title and they then they just do so, or, they, or they do something because here's the thing I hate this match I hate this match for a lot of reasons. Number one, I hate it because of who's in it. Number two, I don't like Braun Strowman as champion. Number three, I hate the fact that you're going to kill Miz and Morrison right now. Because Strowman's going to win this match. He's probably going to win in 20 seconds. I don't know how this card's going to go two hours, by the way. No idea. Because the way I have it, the way I can see it happening, there's no way that Hardy and Sheamus, maybe that'll go 15 just because. Asuka and Nia Jax, is, they're going to have to stretch that. This match here... It, it, I very well could see him just running in, power slamming both of them together and pinning them, which is the dumbest thing ever because they were they're a tag team that was at one point back in the early 2010s, right? They're a hot tag team. They come back, they're with former tag champs, right? They're doing some pretty entertaining stuff. I actually like what they're doing, yeah. but. Now, if Morrison's coming back, you've got two guys who potentially could be world champions in the future, and you're going to kill them both by feeding them to Strowman, who no one cares about in the first place. It doesn't make any sense in any sort of situation unless you're going to somehow do something weird to get the title off Strowman without having him be, get pinned. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just dumb. I don't get it. Strowman retains. Um, is that is That's my prediction, but yes. I'm going to be super pissed about it because I really um, hate... I don't even like The Miz, but like... He deserves better than this. Yeah. Like, come on, man. This is yeah, dumb. I don't even... So stupid. I'm guessing maybe the Fiend didn't. I'm only surprised to see I Bray see, maybe I'm like, where's he been? But they still have another... They have Extreme Rules before SummerSlam, so I don't know if they're building oh, Sheamus for rules. a fight for Strowman to set that up. I don't know. I, ju- I just don't know. And then... <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> and then you got um, WWE title match, Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre, because that is a match... That's yeah. on a show. They've been trying to push it super hard too, and I don't know why. So McIntyre, if <laughs> McIntyre kicks his head off, if Bobby Lashley wins the title, I don't even know what to do. What's he gonna do? Like he's gonna walk in there, he's gonna be like, "I'm champion." I don't and think I'll. Like, I don't think I could. I think I'd take a, a long break from WWE if yeah. Bobby Lashley. Talk, talk to me when he drops it. Let's, yeah, yeah let's not even that. that. Yeah. Like, don't ever talk to me until Drew McIntyre wins it again. Yeah, I'd be at pretty. This point. Yeah, I'd be pretty bummed out by that. Or I, the error comes up and wins it or some shit. Yeah, there um, you go. Right, that yeah. could work too. I guess that's the only way that it, you, you could justify any anything any result on here. Like, I'm really hoping they have some things up their up their sleeve, but I really hope I like. Can Riddle come hours. in and win the the universal title, dude? At this point? anything anything oh, at this on. point. Okay. And then we have our probably the main event because it's, it's definitely gonna it's, be it's probably going to be the main it's event. Gonna be so we have the greatest wrestling match ever, ever, ever. Kyle, you might Kyle, have to tune ever, in ever because this is, this is going to be the greatest wrestling match ever. Randy Orton, who's forty eight years old, and <laughs> who's fifty five years old. <laughs> he's not fifty five. I think he's fifty though. Is I that fifty? Is that fifty? Look that up. Um, <laughs> um but yeah, no, it's going to be. I'm honestly surprised that Edge is wrestling again this soon, quite frankly. Um, that's just... Oh, he's 46. He's 46? Okay. Oh, okay. How old Orton? That's what I'm going to... I got 
Hold, hold, please. Hold while we're, yeah. we're doing this. I got to look this, this up. Worst, worst podcasting thing ever. He is 40. 40? Yeah. Wow, Orton has been around a long time. Yeah, um, anyway. I guess he was like 24. He was 24 when he, four yeah, when he won the title. So, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah. Fine. So, regardless, right? Um, I'm surprised Edge is wrestling as early as he is, right? Again, right after Mania, because I, I know his deal is only for like four or five matches a year, so that kind of shocks me. I Honestly, I would have rather seen Edge in anybody else, quite frankly. This is going to be long. It's going to be slow. It's going to be a lot of rest holds to the beginning of this match. You know it already. I'm calling what this <laughs> match is. You don't even need to watch the paper. I can tell you what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, um, the only saving grace that I have for this match is that if they can reproduce anything they did in Vengeance 2004 mm-hmm. when they had that match for the Intercontinental title, that match was phenomenal for a lot of different reasons. Now, they're two different guys at this point in time in their career, but I think that they're really hoping that Edge being on the show at all is going to pop the number that they want, right, for a number of views. But this match is going to be slow. It's going to be slow. It's going to be hard at times, I think, to watch. I think Edge still goes over. Uh, I mean, unless Orton catches him or something like that, and then you got another match, which I really hope they're not going to like linger this on until SummerSlam because that's a long time. I hope that they just, honestly, I, I, I'm like the person that would like criticize this so hard. Like, just put Edge in the world title picture at this point because what else do you have? Put him in the WWE. That's, that's, awesome. that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Put him in the world title picture. I'd rather I, that happen there's than. There's no criticism else. for me there. I would have a lot of fun with I that. have criticism because I don't like it when they do that with other guys. Like, when they do it with Goldberg or Brock and they just immediately. I hate when they throw, win it. Yeah. I, I'm cool if they want to be in the match. Oh, no, I just hate, oh, yeah. I hate when Lesnar wins and off TV for eight months. Yeah. I think Edge could win it and. Just, I would, be, I would, I'd be thrilled. Quickly. I would never be thrilled for that. Uh, no, he I can, would, he get his uh, ass kicked. I think that would be cool. I think if Edge, I think if Edge won, but, it, I think it would. That would be I, but I, anyway, regardless, but. I hate. I don't even think this would be the best match on the show. Really, what do you think is going to be better than it? Um, like just maybe in ring, everything else. in ring wise. In ring wise, well, I think I think McIntyre because I think I, I actually like McIntyre. I do, I really like McIntyre as a performer too. And, I do not like Bobby Lashley. I don't either. Though. Um, so. Yeah, I don't like. Know. I would say I would say Miz and Morrison versus almost Strum. anybody else would be better because yeah. Strowman can't do anything. So yeah. the best wrestling. This might. You know what this might be for best of. This might be like a top seventy-five match of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I think New Japan already has like fifteen matches that are yeah. already yeah, better matches than what this like is going to be. And they've only they've only had shows up top February seventy-five. <laughs> Well, Wrestle Kingdom, just put the whole card. Yeah, put the whole Wrestle Kingdom card and then put the whole G1 that they're about to have in like August or September. Every single match on the G1 is going to be better than this. And that's going to be like 40 matches. Yeah, I'm interested to see actually the finish of this. Like I said, I don't know if they're going to try to lengthen this out to SummerSlam or not. I'm going to say Edge gets the win. I hope he um, gets the win in versus McIntyre at SummerSlam. I'd be cool with that. That's a because big. That's a big main event. That's a big right main there. event, and yeah. McIntyre can win and have a big win. Yeah, because I wouldn't be. Uh, you said don't you. Don't do that because you know that they always do this crap. Is yeah. that they put the part time guy? Wins, I just won't watch. Yeah, anymore. if Edge wins it, I'll be interested just because Edge won the be- won it back. But yeah. I don't want him to no. for obvious long term storyline reasons. But I, it'd be interesting for sure. But it's gonna be, it's gonna be a show. Uh, I'm not really looking forward to watching it, quite frankly. Um, I mean, I'm probably gonna watch it still, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough go. Um, I might look at results. <laughs> you have to watch it. It's part of your duty. Part of the show, yeah. That's Kyle, right. are you gonna watch it? Kyle doesn't know. I Kyle gets Kyle, a pass. Listen, Kyle no, gets no, a listen, pass. This is gonna be the greatest wrestling match ever. I think Kyle has to watch. What it. is it? Next when? Sunday. Next Sunday. Kyle's yeah. like, ah, he's like, I check the work schedule. Back to work. <laughs> you can watch it like the day. You have a whole week because yeah. we don't talk about it till we won't talk about it till the following twenty first or yeah. whatever. Oh, so you have like a whole week to watch one match, which is gonna be the greatest wrestling match ever. It won't beat Okada Omega. From Dominion 2018, the seven star fall classic. That sounds pretty great. I don't know. It may. You never know. There's gonna be like four false finishes in this bad boy. All right. Don't you. Don't you. Don't you look <laughs> down upon this. Like Michael Cole is gonna be selling this thing. Big Honestly, time. if Mauro Ronaldo was commentating this match, it would already it might, be a lot it, it might, Honestly, it might if already anybody be a, else was commentating top other, 10 than, match. other than Corey Graves and Michael Cole, yeah. I'd be pretty thrilled about it. But regardless. Um, all right, that's going to be it for this week's show. Uh, next week, I don't know what we're talking about, guys. Every week is, is a 
barrel of monkeys when it comes to the sports world yeah. right now. But hopefully we have some new news maybe on the NHL. We'll obviously be talking about NXT in your house next week. We'll be reviewing that show for sure. I said it last week, but I, we will for sure next week. Um, we're definitely going to be doing that. Probably some other football topics Me and Kyle as well. can just debate stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'll just have you guys just do weird things. I'll go, sure I like this it. person more, and Kyle goes, you're wrong. Kyle goes, Jared Cook all day, every day, and it's all it has to be. Yeah. <laughs> for the Whaleman, for the Merc Zone, I'm the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.